Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 94. So, (laughs) a word of warning before we get started. This is going to be the most boring podcast I've ever done. I can already tell. And I know, I know what you're saying. That's a really high bar because you've done some really boring podcasts. But, you know, challenge accepted. Because today I want to think a little bit about the destruction of competition in American industry, where essentially capitalism, which is based on competition, it's been replaced essentially by a corporatocracy. The best investment a company can make is in lobbying. (laughs) It's not in new factories or efficiency or innovation. It's bribing the people in D.C. to let them do whatever they want. That basically means letting every company in a particular industry merge. Just let them all get together (laughs) and form an oligopoly where you have a very few firms that totally dominate a market and therefore they don't have to actually compete. They can just raise prices and abuse their workers and offer a shitty, shitty product or service and get away with it because the customer literally has nowhere else to go. And I think you probably understand where I'm going with this because my guess is you look around at the purchases you make and you feel hamstrung. You probably feel like you're wearing a straitjacket because you see how little choice you actually have. One of the first examples of this that I saw was in the railroad industry. There used to be hundreds of railroads. They were very competitive. And then over maybe, I think, a 10 to 15 year period, all the railroads merged to the point now where you have two to the west of the Mississippi, Union Pacific and Burlington Northern, and you have two to the east of the Mississippi, and that's CSX and Norfolk Southern. You see the same thing happening in the airline space. (laughs) Remember TWA? Remember America West? Remember U.S. Airways? Well, those are all owned by American now. Delta bought Northwest. United bought Continental. Southwest bought AirTran. And so now you have four airlines with the vast majority of U.S. airline traffic. And when you look how to get from city A to city B, there's usually one choice or two choices. And that's not real competition. In the military, you have the exact same problem. In 1993, there was something called the Last Supper, where the government basically ordered the military in this country, the military suppliers, to consolidate. To the point now where if you want a certain piece of equipment, you have, if you're lucky, two choices. If you want a plane, you're basically going to Lockheed Martin. If you want a ship, say an aircraft carrier, there's one company you can go to, and that's Huntington Ingalls. And they own both Newport News and the Ingalls shipyard. If you want a submarine, you have to go to General Dynamics because they own Bath Iron Works and they own Electric Boat. There's very little competition. 
And that's because all of the players in the military-industrial complex have merged. Seeds. Seeds is the same problem, all right? We talk about problems like monocropping and intellectual property that destroys farmers and ecosystems. Well, look at the companies that are left. Monsanto was bought by Bayer. Dow and DuPont merged. And then China, China National Chemical, recently bought the only other major seed company, and that's Syngenta. So where you had six companies, now you have three. So I know those are sort of more industrial activities where maybe you're not buying the product directly. So let's talk about something closer to home. Let's talk about beverages. Well, (laughs) everything is owned basically by Coke or Pepsi or a private firm in Europe called JAB. If you buy Minute Maid or Barks or Adwala or Honest Tea or... Uh, Topo Chico or Costa Coffee or a monster beverage, those are all owned by the Coca-Cola Corporation. And PepsiCo owns Tropicana and Frito-Lay and Gatorade. And then JAB has just gone on a tear. I don't even think I can list everything they own in one breath, but let's, let's try. They have bought, not developed internally, they have bought Pete's, Stumptown, Intelligentsia, Caribou, Einstein Brothers, Keurig, Krispy Kreme, Panera, Pret-a-Manger, Dr. Pepper, Snapple, and Jacob Dewey Egbert. So if you want a cold beverage, basically you're buying from Coke or Pepsi. If you want a hot beverage, if you want coffee, you're basically buying from JAB or Nestle. And that's not free choice. That's basically the illusion of choice. Beer. I think beer is another good example. So now you're basically down to two or three companies, not brands, hundreds of brands, but they're all owned by the same companies. SAB Miller owns Carling and Starbev and Molson and Coors and Miller and Grupo Bavaria and Grolsch and Foster's and Ephes. And again, they didn't invent all those beers. They just purchased the companies that make them. It's the same with AB InBev. They bought Bex. They bought Interbrew. They bought Grupo Modelo. And of course, you know, they have Budweiser. Banks. (laughs) Don't get me started on the banks. Because in 2008, the problem was they were too big to fail. The balance sheets were too big. They controlled the regulators. They had regulatory capture. And they were out of control. And so how did the government respond to banks that were too big to fail? They let them all merge even more. Wells Fargo bought Norwest and Wachovia and First Union. If you've ever done business with Bear Stearns or Chemical Banking or Chase or Bank One or Washington Mutual or First Chicago, well, those are all part of J.P. Morgan now. It's the same with Bank of America. They bought MBNA. They bought Fleet Financial. They bought Bank Boston. They bought Countrywide. They bought Merrill Lynch. And so now you have four banks, I think, that control something like 70% of the banking industry. That's not competition. That's oligopoly. Okay, I'm almost done. The last category 
I want to talk about is healthcare because it's the biggest disaster. And here's just one example. Let's say you're a diabetic and you have end-stage renal disease, ESRD, and you have to go get dialysis. In this country, there are two providers of dialysis, basically, because they've gone out and bought up everyone else. So now you have Fresenius or Davida, and that's it. And that same lack of choice applies to hospitals. We think of hospitals as being nonprofits and, you know, sort of competitive, but they're not because in any local market, there's usually only two hospitals. And that's, again, that's not real choice. And so in healthcare, what you have is not just an oligopoly. It's an oligopoly stack. (laughs) There is a stack of oligopolies at every level in the supply chain. So at hospitals, there's two in your area. And then you have the insurance provider, the HMO. Well, all the HMOs have merged. Cigna bought Express Scripts, which is a PBM. Humana bought Kindred Healthcare. Anthem bought WellPoint. Aetna bought CVS, which also owns Caremark, which is the other big PBM besides Express Scripts. And then you have United Health, which has done just a ton of acquisitions. The next stack is the PBM stack, which I mentioned, and that's the pharmacy benefit manager. And that's a little more complicated, but it's basically the company that arranges the purchase of the drugs for the HMO. And as I've already said, they've all merged. <laughs> they've all merged. Cigna owns Express Scripts. Aetna owns Caremark. And then you have United Health that owns OptumRx. And back in the day, Express Scripts had already bought NextRx from Anthem, and they'd bought Medco, and that was the number two buying the number three. So what's the next stack of oligopoly in healthcare? Well, it's the distributors. There are only three distributors. There's Amerisource Bergen, there's Cardinal Health, and there's McKesson. And... You know, what happened to H.D. Smith? Well, Amerisource Bergen bought them. What happened to Bergen? Well, Amerisource bought them. What happened to Owen Healthcare and Bindley Western and Kinray? Well, Cardinal Health bought all of them. And McKesson has done just dozens and dozens of smaller deals. And finally, there's been some articles recently at what a terrible job CVS and Walgreens are doing as pharmacies, but they can get away with it because they've bought every other pharmacy in the goddamn country. (laughs) CVS bought Long's and they bought Omnicare, which does pharmacies for nursing homes. They bought Navarro and then Walgreens. God, they bought Boots. They bought Rite Aid. They bought Dwayne Reed. And now they're trying to buy Amerisource Bergen. So I know that was a long and very boring list, but I'm trying to drive home a very simple idea, which is we don't have competition in this country anymore. You have consolidated industries that enrich shareholders, that enrich the CEOs, and that control or own their regulator. And so we get run over while these companies make a very small number of people very, very wealthy.
And I don't think that's sustainable. Look, it's not a coincidence that I'm doing this episode the day after Bernie Sanders destroyed in Nevada. Because you don't have to agree necessarily with his prescriptions to understand that the problems he's identifying are real. And one of those problems is the death of competition. Anyway, that's all I got. I will catch you later.